In the name of God, who is creating, redeeming, and sustaining. Amen. There is something about Paul's exasperation in his letter to the Corinthians that I really enjoy. I don't think I have a sadistic sense of humor. It just rings true. It feels familiar. It could be in response to a Thanksgiving dinner conversation or a skirmish on the playground or triangulating co-workers, not that that ever happens here, <laughs> or a backseat sibling showdown, or even a Facebook post of church geeks arguing over the correctness of certain liturgical practices. Brothers and sisters, for the love of God, can't we all just get along? And then, Paul begins to name their divisions, which seems to amount to baptism one-upmanship. As a priest, this really cracks me up. Baptizing people is a joy. Every time, it is a joy. And yet here is Paul saying, I thank God that I baptize none of you. Well, maybe a couple of you, or maybe more than a couple of you. I, I forget. He is so frustrated with the divisions he has heard about, so ready to pull his hair out. And he's hoping that he didn't contribute to the broken relationships that now break his heart. Gosh, the early church doesn't sound so different from the church today. We may not be arguing over whose baptisms are the most effective, but there are plenty of other things we argue about. Who can get married? Who can receive communion? Who can preach or teach or lead? Whose truth is really true? whose interpretation is correct. And yes, in some traditions, whose baptism really counts. Paul responds with this desperate letter to the church in Corinth, imploring these early followers of Jesus to focus on just that, following Jesus. Not this disciple or that disciple, but Jesus. Paul says, Jesus didn't send me to baptize. Jesus sent me to preach the good news. And I don't even have to preach it well. Because it's not about me. It's about the life and teachings of Jesus. It's about the sacrificial and vulnerable and victorious love of Jesus. So as the preacher, who Paul points out doesn't have to preach with eloquence or wisdom, but just has to point to the saving power of God incarnate in Jesus, let me say something about today's gospel. Let me say something about the good news 
of Jesus calling us in the midst of our busy lives. Last week, we heard John's take on Jesus calling Simon and Andrew. So if today felt like a deja vu moment, there's a reason for that. Today, we hear Matthew's memory of that same story. In Matthew's telling, Simon, Peter, and Andrew are casting their nets into the sea. Fishing was not a hobby for these two. It's not what they did to escape the daily grind. Fishing was their livelihood. It was their work. It's what they knew. And Jesus didn't have to know these two well to know that fishing was the language that they spoke. He only had to watch them working. He only had to pause and pay attention to what they were doing. He said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. Now, despite that being one of the most vivid vacation Bible school themes I can remember, let's fish for people. A fishing God has never been an image that especially resonates with me. You see, I grew up in a family that loved, loved to fish. And as a kid, I did enjoy fishing in Colorado every summer with grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and parents and siblings. But I didn't love it. I didn't love it the way the rest of my family did. I never graduated from fishing with spinners off of the bridge to the artistry of fly fishing and tying your own flies. I didn't speak the language. I would sometimes pretend to love fishing, so I would belong, but the pretending never worked. And so this image of fishing for people felt like wearing someone else's coat that's too small or someone else's boots that were too big. I wanted to want to fish for people. I wanted to be a good Christian, but I didn't fit. It didn't fit. One of my favorite writers, Debbie Thomas, helped me to think about this story differently. Instead of focusing on fishing for people and what that might look like, Debbie Thomas points to the love and care with which Jesus calls these people, meeting them where they are. She says, Jesus did not invite them to abandon who they were. He invited them to become their most authentic God-ordained selves. He invited them to live into the fullness of the imago dei, the image of God they were born with. Aha. It's not that Jesus loves fishing and I have to love fishing too. For people, no less. It's that Jesus loves Simon and Andrew 
and James and John. And Jesus speaks their language out of love for them. This is true for you, and it's true for me, too. It's why we find ourselves in this particular church on this particular Sunday. Because this language of liturgy, this prayer and this scripture and this music and this receiving the body of Christ, this is our shared language of God's love for us. And it's why others find themselves in a different particular church on this particular Sunday, with a different shared language of God's love for us. It's why some folks went to Saturday Mass last night, or some folks went to Shabbat services on Friday, or some folks are quietly walking trails in the mud this morning, or some folks are sitting at the bedside of a loved one. Because God has so many ways of calling us out of a deep, abiding love for us. So I'm sorry, Paul, but we are not all of one mind. And that's okay. Because the love of God is broader than the measure of the mind. Remember that hymn? The love of God is broader than the measure of the mind. It reminds me of another Vacation Bible School moment, one that took place here three or four years ago. At the end of one epic week of wonder, the young ones stood right here on these steps, and they sang the Bob Marley tune, One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel all right. Not one mind, but one love. Not one tradition, but one call, not one expression, but one God. Because God lovingly created you in the image of a loving God. God knows the language of your heart. And God calls you exactly as you are to follow the example of Jesus and walk in love. Amen. Amen.